Hello, and welcome to another Monday Musings. I'm your host, Nick Zerman. I'm on another walk here with my dog, Miles, on an overcast day here in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and uh, I'm walking outside, so there's some noises and might be some cars driving by, you know, apologize for that. But I kind of like these walk and talk feel uh, uh, recordings. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of a kind of a book that I kind of browse through quickly um, called uh, No Drama Discipline and uh, in this book it kind of goes over like how you don't really want to like go to war with your kids um, because and and not not obviously you're not going to war with your kids but you know and I don't have kids but I do teach children um, aerial circus aerials so I, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's just, um, have you ever seen a Cirque du Soleil show or just the idea of Cirque du Soleil where you got people flying through the air on ribbons or doing tricks on ropes down the air, trapeze. Um, so that's what we teach at our school. It's called the Aerial House. My wife and I, Anna, and I uh, run that school here in Los Angeles. And yeah, so we teach just aerial arts to adults and children. Uh, I teach the children uh, and adults too, but um, I'm the one that primarily teaches the kids just because they require a lot of patience, especially the the younger uh, level one kiddos. The level two kids, um, they're a little older and they also just look a little bit more serious about what they're doing now. They, they feel like they're actually good at it and they know what they're doing. So there's less of a reason to like screw around and and uh, goof off and more of a reason to like really pay attention because they're actually they know they're getting a lot out of it um, and you know what I'm getting at here with this no drama discipline is obviously oftentimes I got to enforce discipline here with these kids and I could lose my temper and be like oh Isabella you got to go sit in the corner you're being too distracting and distracting all the kids and being a class clown, you know? And a lot of times that's what they, you know, at least when I was in school, that's what they did. You know, whoever was a class clown was constantly being sent to the corner of the room, you know, or back in the old days and they put the dunce cap on the kid and make him face the wall or whatever, you know? Those same things kind of happened at my school growing up. And I never got it because <laughs> it was clearly a victory. It was a victory for the class clown when that happened to him, right? I mean, think about it. All the kids are laughing. The, the teacher is the one that's clearly losing. The class clown is controlling that room like a comedian and is totally has the room on his side. And then the teacher exerts its, you know, unfair authority over the class clown and puts him in the corner. But that class clown doesn't even want to learn. So now he doesn't have to. He just got approval from the teacher to face the wall and not pay attention and not learn. And all the other kids are like, oh my gosh, he just won because he flustered the teacher and he's gotten out of having to learn. And the whole time entertaining everyone at the same time. So what I'm getting at here is I don't try, I try not to do that with my kids. You know, in the beginning I was definitely guilty of that a couple times, but what I found is that kids are just little people. 
okay? Little adults, really. And they want to, they have so many questions and they want to know why to everything. And it can be extremely annoying, okay? Um, however, you can't just, you know, if you're teaching them math, or in my case, I'm teaching them aerial, and you say, oh, you got to put the footlock on this way. And they're going to go, why? And they're going to question you. And if you can't give them a good answer, they're going to push back, right? And the key is you can't always just be like, well, that's just the way it is, right? Or even when it comes to like if Isabella, for example, is being distracting and being the class clown and making people laugh and stuff, and she's just having a good time, and especially with my level one kids that, you know, they're not doing as good at this stuff yet. It's pretty challenging for them, so it's a lot more rewarding in the immediate moment for them to goof around and just play and get a laugh than it is for them to like really focus on something that even if they really try to focus, but they try, when they try it, they don't get it, and, they, and they're not strong enough to do the move, or not flexible enough to do the move, or it's just too confusing to them, then there's no win from that experience. And so, you know, we're, we're human, and humans are... We're notoriously known. We, we do not delay gratification. We want gratification now. We, you know, obviously as you get older, you understand the idea. Well, you put in the work and then you can get gratification, right? So that's exactly what I do with them. I go, look, I know it's really fun, girls, to play around and swing around and goof around, right? It's so much fun. It's way more fun than this. This is hard. This is work. This hurts. Stretching hurts. Doing pull-ups is difficult, okay? But... If you for, can forego the playing around and you can work hard now in this room and you can come back and work hard here next week and you can work hard the next week, well then you just might be able to be good enough to do this and this and this and you'll get to graduate into the next class, which I know they all want to get in the next class because that's where the kids are really doing, flying through the air doing tricks. Because I know, because routinely they're like, well, why can't we do what they're doing? So instead of me freaking out trying to get them to do everything right and then if they goof off yell at them and tell them to stop or tell them they got to sit down and listen to me because I'm the coach or whatever I just go look that's the way it is you guys can go off and have fun and you'll have fun now and you'll have fun next week but you'll never get out of this class and you'll never be able to do those tricks flying through the air or you can maybe not have so much fun right now struggle hurt a little bit have a hard time suffer for a few weeks and then you're gonna be able to do those tricks. And then what? You don't have to fly around and goof around to have fun. You can do actual really cool tricks that your parents are gonna be proud of and be wowed because they can't do it either. But your parents can fly around and goof around. But I kind of empower them and go, do you wanna be able to do something that your dad or your mom can't do? Then try to work hard here, right? So it's like this no drama discipline, you know? That was my Bluetooth headset, just powered off. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so like no drama discipline. I just talk very conversational with them. Oh God, this dog is crazy. Let me pause this. Yeah, so there's no drama discipline. It's just like, don't get, first of all, keep your patience, okay? And you know, the books and these examples are more direct to like being a parent and like when your child is having a tantrum, right? And we all know that it's, it's awful to hear a kid having a tantrum, whether you're just in the supermarket and you're observing it, 
you know, we all judge those parents, especially if you don't have kids, you know, that's having that tantrum, you know, and it makes sense, you know, but at the same time, um, what do you do in those situations? You know, a lot of people are going to, oh, be quiet, you're, you know, you're embarrassing me, whatever, blah, you know, and parents freak out and, you know, you got to really listen to the kid and they're very emotional little creatures, right? <laughs> these, these children, the brains aren't fully developed. They don't have a, you know, a hold on all their emotional capacities yet of their brain. Uh, they also have like very little tolerance or discipline, you know, we might get hungry and go, hmm, I observe that I'm hungry and I probably should get some food soon, right? They observe hunger as like this terrible, discomforting pain and then they're going to start crying, you know? And so every little thing is so dramatic for them. So you just got to talk it through them, just like with my kids in my circus class, you know? It's like, hey, I get, you know, we do some tricks in Cirque du Soleil and let me tell you, I know those performers make it look easy. But first of all, all this stuff takes strength and flexibility. It's not easy. But in addition, extraordinary amount of pain, okay? Um, what do I mean by pain? Let's see, I did gymnastics as a kid. I did ballet in my teenage years, and I did aerial acrobatics uh, my later teen years and into adulthood. And I would definitely say aerial was the most painful. I would say ballet was technically the most challenging, and I would say gymnastics was the most strength demanding. Uh, like just gymnastics was like, you needed raw strength, okay? Feats of strength. Not necessarily too painful though, I gotta say, you know? Uh, I mean, yes, you're, it's, just, it's uncomfortable to push yourself when you're training, but, um, you know, it's just about getting stronger to, to execute these difficult moves, except for maybe like, certain things like with tumbling and stuff that's more technique right i mean and power um but but not like doing crazy planches on the rings and stuff that's just pure like shoulder strength and core strength right uh, and ballet was also strength and flexibility but it really was focused on the technique and execution of movements precisely and then aerial is maybe a combination of the two but really another factor that people don't talk about which is the pain right um when you're wrapping yourself up in these ribbons or ropes or trapeze bars just that's a metal bar and a corded rope that you're twisting and wrapping around your body and it's digging into your ribs with all your body weight um this shit is painful and these kids are experiencing that and they're like oh this really hurts so i always gotta tell them like i don't just say suck it up or whatever Right? I can maybe seem like that way, but really, I kind of go, look, it's new pain, okay? The first time you burnt your finger, you cried, it was awful. The second time, maybe you cried again, but not as bad. And the third and the fourth, eventually, you burn your finger, you go, oh man, ouch, I really burnt my finger. And you know what you need to do to deal with it? You put it under the sink, you run water over it, et cetera, et cetera, okay? You deal with it. And eventually, you know, when you get like a minor burn, you don't even need to do that. You're just like, ah, and you can kind of like mentally block out that pain. It's the same in circus. You're doing feats of strength and flexibility. And in addition, you're having to manage your pain and mentally block pain and find ways to mitigate that pain and execute the moves in a way that it, it does less pain to you as you become more familiar with the tricks. But you're always contorting and have something twisting and pinching your leg. And I tell these kids, 
that's just the way it is. But I can tell you is the pain you're experiencing now is the worst it's going to be. And it's only going to get easier. You know? So then, therefore, I kind of tell them, look, try not to say, ow, 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 ow. Because just you're experiencing that ow. I'm experiencing that. We're all experiencing that ow. We're in this class. We don't really need to be reminded of it. We're trying to mentally, we're trying to block it from our brains. Okay, kiddos? So you don't need to say ow. Okay? You only really need to say ow. Or not even that. I'd rather just say I'm hurt. Is if something has gone wrong and you actually hurt your body in some way that now it can't work right. Right? But if this just silk is just pinching your leg a little bit and it's uncomfortable, you don't really need to say ow. And it, but again, I'm not bossing them tell them, don't say ow in my class, right? I'm explaining it to them. And they're little humans and they get it, you know? And they might ask some more questions. They're going to ask more questions. But, and then the result of all this is that they're extremely more disciplined. And I got my teachers come up, wow, your kids like really are receptive and pay attention and pretty disciplined in your class, you know? And do I let them have fun? They have fun. You know, I don't run it like an army. You know, I don't need to. It's not necessary. I can let them have some fun and... You know, I kind of see it as like, you can have a six pack and work out and eat your cookie too. You know, eat your cake too, right? It's all about moderation. So anyways, these are kind of the thoughts and reflections I had from reading this uh, um, kind of synopsis of this book, No Drama Discipline with Kids. You know, I think it's a great read. Um, I'll put the author in the notes. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Monday Musings, where uh, I go a little into a little story about uh, an experience I may have had, or a book I read, or maybe a podcast I listened to, or just something insightful that I learned over the weekend or the course of the week that I felt like sharing with you guys. So tune into the next Monday Musings. I'll try to you know put in the, the title like what the general topic is, and keep them short between about you know five to ten minutes. And I'll try to have um, a weekly release of my Monday musings. So stay tuned.